This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode four of a five-part series where we are talking about HR in the coffee workplace. Now, Siobhan, we have been focusing in the first three episodes mostly on the employer. In this episode, we're going to talk about the employee and things from the employee's perspective. The pandemic did a really interesting thing in the workplace. It redistributed the power dynamic uh, more evenly across, I guess, the employer-employee relationship. And it was really interesting to watch that happen uh, because all of a sudden employers were so heavily dependent and aware of how dependent they are on their employees. And so that gave employees kind of a voice that they didn't have before. So talk to mm. me about the way that uh, we can look at HR from the employee's perspective. Yeah, I think, um, and we touched on this when we talked about culture, but, you know, we talk about the employee experience and, mm. and as we commented, I think generation ago didn't matter, right? Here was the mm. job, you did it or you didn't do it. Um, now that they have a, a seat at the table in a way and they have a viewpoint in terms of will they accept the, the job with your brand that, that you have on offer. So employee experience and, and the workplace experience has become really important um, to individuals in terms of them deciding to join, you know, your business and, and help you grow your business, if you like. So we've seen that real shift. And, and what it means is, I think, for, for you as business owners, even having some kind of HR strategy or policy, you know, don't, over overwork it and don't complicate it but even having that I think shows that you give a shit about mm. your people right mm. just having that in existence and having that mindset where you respect company culture and and what that means to you where you think about your employees in terms of what motivates them and, and what's their why um, even just having that approach and that mindset shows to them you care you care about people and you do care about people because we all know it's one of your biggest cost line items. So yep. you want to care about them, not just because they cost you a lot of money, but because how much value they can bring to you um, and your brand. So it's sort of shifting that mindset to, to recognize it and just simply acknowledging the importance of your people sets you on the right road. Not just am I paying them correctly, but here's what we can offer. Here's what the experience is and here's what it means to work for our brand. So tell me, how does a small business owner approach uh, kind of laying that out for themselves? What are the questions they should ask themselves? Look, I think have a think about what you want employees to experience when they work it in your business. And, and I talked about this in an earlier episode. Reflect on your own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Think about, you know, and if we're talking about casual workforce, Think about what that was like for you when you had that casual job. Did you care? Did you just go because you needed to pay your rent or you were at uni and mm. wanted to go travelling? Um, and, and, you know, particular skill sets. So baristas, unique individuals, and I can say that to Lee, 
Um, you know, and, and if that's your background, every chance to take a dig, every chance to take a dig, she'll take it. This is what people have friends for, folks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know, you know, and, and I say that respectfully, yeah. but but it is a specific skill set. And as I said before, it is very transferable. They can go to the next cafe down the road mm. um, and walk in and say, this is what I can do, you know, and here's what I need. So just reflecting on your own experience and thinking about, and don't get me wrong, this is not all about, it sounds as if I'm saying panda to, to your employees' needs. I'm not. I'm saying, again, at the front end, perhaps as part of your HR or your people, call it a people strategy. It sounds wanky, but let's call it for yeah. what it is, right? They're the talent in your business. Think about how you want them to experience work. And, you know, it's some, some little tests. Look at your staff when they turn up at start time, Okay probably two or three different people. The person that starts at 11am that walks in at 10.59, puts their bag in the drawer and they're ready. It's the person that works in at 11, then gets changed and, you know, then there's the person that might come a quarter to 11, you know, they see it's busy so they jump on the tools. Mm. Look at the small behaviours. This is not about having big strategies and tactical. Look at your people. Look at their behaviours. Look at their individual actions and and look at how they, they have a sense of team and I mean, one of the biggest things I've that's been my greatest challenge, and I had a personal experience with it today in a retail store, was employees not giving a shit. Yeah. I, all I want is for my employees to care as much as yeah. I do, you know. And, I, I mean, we used to say this about pizza, but think about coffee. You might make a few hundred coffees this morning, okay? Yeah. You make only one for me. So if it's bad, it's 100% shit, yeah. right? <laughs> You made a couple of hundred, so you don't care. That's a failure rate of, you know, 1%, less than. Yeah, but it's 100% disappointment for me. me. Yeah, I love that perspective. And and coffee, coffee, okay, it was was $4. Um, Maybe it was more because it was public holiday. But, you know, it was $4, so I'll give them another chance. For pizza, we were charging $25. You know, look at them. You have to work for an hour to earn that money to buy one pizza, and it was shit. Yeah. So it's that. It's And that's where if you get employee engagement right, if you get the culture right and you've got the hygiene stuff all good down the bottom, you're paying them properly, scheduling and all the rest, mm-hmm. you know, it just everything comes together and it just works and it means if their morale is good, your customer, remember we talked about the customer is a huge part of the coffee process because we're not all ordering Uber Eats. Um, you know, it, it makes for a better experience for everyone and you get you know when you walk into a place, and, and we talked about this, Lee, and you get a sense for, for what it's like for the workers and to mm-hmm. work there. And so my, my biggest challenge is how to have them care. And I think having them, you know, have getting those things right, like culture and engagement, having them care about the brand, the product, particularly in coffee, the product is your everything. It's if your everything. product's shit, you've got nothing. You can have the best company culture. But if yep. the product sucks, you're not going to get people walking in that door. So having them care about that and the output and having pride, um, you know, it comes back to their why. But I think it's just sort of stopping and thinking about it and, and think from personal experience, what's the experience you want them to have when they come to work um, and, and setting that expectation in terms of, you know, clarity of expectation around performance and here's how I expect things to be done and consistency. You've got to be consistent in your response to crisis or otherwise. A lot of the time, and and you saw this from every cafe that you came to that I worked at, the barista is a part of the product. 
Like it's a performance. It's hands down, the bar- especially here in a, a country like Australia where baristas really do govern the experience that the employee, not the employee, the customer has. So we get asked a lot in consulting, how do I stop my employees from getting trained here and going off and using those skills to the first person that comes and poaches them. And a lot of the time my response is you're looking at it the wrong way. Find out what's going to keep your employees here. Like ask yourself, what does the employee need rather than what do you need? What are your thoughts on that? It's it's what we, we talked about. It's what's their why. What, what, and, mm. you know, you will find the, the self-driven person. I mean, I you talk to fellow business owners, entrepreneurs. Think about, and, and you and I have had this discussion before, Lee, our own personal experiences. I mean, I, I started as a dishwasher. I wanted to be the best dishwasher yeah. um, on course, and I was. I was the fastest. I did the biggest functions. And yeah. it's finding that's the challenge of, of attracting the right people and particularly in this industry because mm. it's a more transient workforce. It's not necessarily a career um, workforce, say yeah. for, for some of your baristas. It, getting that right, um, it, you know, is the challenge. Like we, we, when we used to recruit in the pizza shops, there was two bars to cross to, to get a trial. You had to okay. turn up to your interviews on time. More than half didn't. Go on. Gone. The second one is you had to sweep the floor. So you had to, that you were given a broom and because it's a place of food, right? Hygiene is incredibly important. Everyone needs to know how to sweep the floor regardless of your role. Some people wouldn't know how to hold a broom, like watching people eat cutlery that don't know how to hold cutlery probably. The way people hold a broom or they just do what they can see. Don't sweep under the table. Don't sweep under the bench. Those two tests got you through to a trial because I can teach anyone the skills they need to work in our business, right? So it's finding that right cultural fit, someone mm-hmm. with the right attitude, you know, capabilities you can build, skills you can build, experience you can provide, but find someone that gives a shit and has the right attitude and, you know, wants to be part of something and you're on your way. And I guess if you're an employee listening to this, that those are the markers that you should be going for, right? Like, am I working at a place that's looking for those kinds of things from me? And if they're not, maybe I'm not working at the right place. Like, are they giving me what I need, right? And what are you a part of? You know, like it's, I, I reflect on, again, it's probably generational, but there was a time where you'd employ people that had worked at McDonald's because you knew they could stick yep. to a process, yeah, they could yeah. work in a high-pressure environment. Anyone that had McDonald's on their resume earlier Behind. in our careers, yeah. tick, right? Now, I don't know whether people necessarily walk with pride that they work for McDonald's, but, you know, it came with that. Systematization. Um, that, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and even now, like you want, as an employee, you want to be proud um, of who you work for, and, and I mean, I truly believe that hate uh, that that IBM will change the world for the better. I, I, I really believe that, and I still do, mm. even as a you know a former employee. And you've got to believe there's something bigger there to keep you going back and and wanting to give more. And yeah, okay, it's just your weekend job, it's just paying you through uni, but it's hours of your life. Make it meaningful. Yeah, and it's changed. Now people, like it is a legitimate profession. I remember when I left IBM, 
And you all thought like, she'll be back. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm doing this for good. And you're like, yeah, she'll be back. No problem. And I didn't. That was 20 years ago. And you just, I mean, look at the career that I've made out of it and what has happened from that. It's a legitimate. I was a barista for 15 years, folks. 15 years and it was the best job I've ever had other than what I'm doing now but it really was the best job I've ever had and when I left IBM I called up Siobhan and I said I can't believe I get paid to do this job I can't believe they're paying me to do this so it's one of those things where find a job somewhere that you're going to have that kind of excitement for working for a company you are their biggest asset you want to make sure that they appreciate you as much as you appreciate the job. So now in the next episode, we're going to talk about my favorite thing to talk about, which is communication. This is easily the, the episode that I've been looking forward to the most in this series. Um, and, and I'm going to tell a story um, in the next episode of, of when Siobhan started shining for me uh, when it came to communication. So Join us for the last episode of this series, folks. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.